This is Total Retail Tech Insights. The content retail executives need to optimize their use of technology throughout their organizations. Hello and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Tech Insights. I'm Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I'm excited to be joined this, on this episode by Josh Goodelman, who is the Chief Revenue Officer of KWI. KWI actually recently partnered with Total Retail for our annual retail technology report. We're going to talk to Josh about some of the findings that, in that report, as well as the KWI business and the work it's doing with its retail clients. So thanks for taking the time to join me today, Josh. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Happy to join you. So I'd love to get us started by just giving the audience an opportunity to learn a little bit more about yourself. So uh, could you tell us briefly about your professional background as well as I mentioned your title, Chief Revenue Officer, uh, your current role at, at KWI? Sure. How long do you have? <laughs> um, so I'll start with KWI. I've been at KWI for about uh, three and a half years, as you as you mentioned, as Chief Revenue Officer. Uh, prior to that, I spent uh, just over six years at Salesforce as part of their retail and consumer goods vertical. Um, and prior to that, uh, I spent 15 years in fashion retail working for companies like Lord & Taylor, uh, Dolce & Gabbana, SMCP. Um, so I always like to I always like to say or think that I, I have a unique perspective having been on both sides of the of the fence, so to speak. Yeah, and quite a, to your point, a varied background and kind of experiencing both from the uh, the brand side as well as kind of the uh, the technology provider side as well. Um, I also think it'll be helpful just um, for those that may not yet be familiar with KWI. Can you just give us kind of a, a quick overview of the business and, uh, and specifically its work in the retail space? Yeah, sure. Not a problem at all. So uh, KWI is a unified commerce platform. We've been in business for about 37 years. Um, a lot of people have different different terminology for uh, unified commerce platforms, omni-channel, you, you name it. There's, uh, there's a, a different word that everyone uses. Um, some of our flagship products are point of sale, uh, merchandising or inventory management, order management, e-commerce, uh, and loyalty. Uh, we work with some of the best-known retailers probably in the world, uh, companies like Pandora, Blue Mercury, uh, David Yerman, to name a few. So as I noted when I uh, introduced the two of us, Josh, that KWI recently partnered with Total Retail for uh, its 2023 Retail Technology Report. And just for the audience, a quick overview of that. We survey our audience of technology decision makers about their organization's current usage of technology spending on that technology, a little bit about the technology forecast on where their technology spending may be shifting based on some of the uh, macroeconomic conditions we're seeing. And then a little bit about kind of the, the technology buying processes within their organization. So uh, we were, we're thrilled to have a great partner like KWI for that report. Uh, I'm interested from your perspective, just some of the highlights from the survey data that was captured this year that uh, you might want to call out. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think there were four or five key things that, that you can take away from the report. Uh, one, which I think is near and dear to everyone's heart, is just that technology spending has has somewhat slowed for retailers. Uh, I think a lot of people in the in the SaaS space or anyone serving retailers has probably felt it. Um, and the retailers that were that were surveyed in the report kind of validated that. 
Uh, not that they're not spending at all, but I think they're taking a more cautious approach, you know, given what's going on with the economy, given uncertainty with uh, elections, whatever it may be, I think uh, that, that spending has plateaued somewhat. Um, the other, you know, key thing is what retailers are spending their money on. Uh, that always kind of ebbs and flows with different types of technology, but seeing order management and inventory management top the list for retailers, I thought was was very interesting and something that, you know, we're seeing ourselves uh, when we're talking to prospective clients. Uh, artificial intelligence was another uh, topic that came up, uh, which I thought was very interesting. We haven't heard about AI as much, let's just say. Uh, for a while, it, it, it was hot and heavy for, for quite some time, and then I, I believe died down for a bit and that it seems to be resurging. Uh, and then lastly is how retailers are viewing their current service providers. Uh, you know, you would think that uh, that is a very symbiotic, happy relationship, but it sounds like uh, retailers and the people that responded are putting more pressure on their on their vendors and service providers to to give them better service, quite frankly. Yeah, sometimes there's a delta between what providers think they're giving the retail client versus what the retail client thinks that uh, they're getting from the provider. You see that in the consumer retailer relationship as well. You know, the, the retailer thinks they may be doing a better job at servicing the customer. The customer has has a different opinion on that. Uh, so those are some great call outs. And uh, thanks for bringing that uh, to the audience's attention. I wanted to follow up. Um, whenever we do these types of reports, there may be some surprises in the data things, you know, there might be some things that are validated existing opinions that you might have had about what's going on in the market, but there might be some things that catch you by surprise a little bit Were anything uh, in this year's survey data that stood out to you as a surprise. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned it when I was when I was giving the summary, but AI is is probably the biggest surprise to me. Not that I am or we're oblivious to AI. I think we're all well aware of of AI's influence uh, in in everyday life. But for the retailers to be calling it out as something that they are focused on with limited spend, mm -hmm. I thought that was. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I think we recognize the potential that AI has to help you know anyone, but particularly uh, retailers, especially given the challenges that retailers are having with hiring and talent overall. But it, we still can't forget that it's not cheap. The technology, AI technology, is not inexpensive. Let's just say so. So when you couple that with the fact that spending is is apparently or seemingly plateauing i thought that that was was an interesting thing to surface to the top yeah maybe I, and from my perspective speaking to different retailers and you know I, I think the multiple use cases across the organization so kind of the ubiquity of ai and how it can solve so many different challenges and problems lends itself to be attractive as a, as an investment area because it can be like I said, used across so many different parts of their business. Are you finding that or hearing that as you talk to your clients? For sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely coming up. And I think maybe to your point uh, is that, you know, what AI is and how what its practical use cases are, are sometimes different, right? So to your point, there are certain technologies that can be used across, you know, our organization. And at the end of the day, retailers and the types of retailers that we're talking about, they're looking for efficiencies, 
And if AI can provide that for them, then then that's where you know the investment makes a lot of sense for them. And the technology gets, in theory, gets smarter and better as more use of it. You know, as it learns more from the data that you're feeding into it, it becomes uh, even more uh, efficient and more effective, right? Absolutely. So one of the questions we asked in this year's report, and I think it's telling, is we did want to find out what were some of the top challenges when it comes to technology, particularly around implementation and what they were, retailers are spending on. So we asked them what the technologies were, and one of the top ones was uh, integrating new technology, new parts of the tech stack uh, with existing solutions. I'm interested, one, in your take on what you're hearing from your clients in at KWI, and does that necessarily align with the survey data that was captured in this year's retail technology report? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I think first and foremost, I'll tell you that it's very consistent, you know, with the feedback and the types of conversations that we're having with our clients and even talking with colleagues, you know, that aren't necessary uh, in our space or, or, you know, working with us directly. The reality is that every organization has, you know, any number of different technologies that they either inherited or they've chosen to stick with. But uh, if they are buying new technologies, they have to do so with, you know, the idea in their mind that, you know, it's not going to take them two years to, to implement because of the complexities of the integration. And I think to that point, uh, many of the companies that we are talking to are are taking a very proactive approach to integrations overall. So they're they're putting middleware in place uh, themselves, perhaps, or you know, buying uh, an iPods or an integration platform to facilitate the integrations themselves, because a lot of them want to own it themselves as opposed to outsourcing it with uh, or to a partner. Let's just say. Uh, not everyone could do that, obviously, but you know the the retailers that are a little bit more sophisticated are taking that approach, and I think it's very smart because they can plug and play the the solutions or or products that they want to, uh, and it allows them to be more nimble when they need to make a change in the future. Yeah, I was actually going to follow up, Jessica. I think your last point around being that that ability to be nimble and agile. A couple things come to mind. One is that the speed in which they need to operate, you know, as as these technological advancements are just they're they're ongoing at, at all times. Um, and then also you, you brought this point up earlier, some of the labor challenges and whether it's you know not having enough staff or training staff on on integrations. Uh, are those kind of the key factors when you think about um, what you were just talking about? Are there other factors that come into play with with integration as well. Hey, let's let's be real. Uh, if you if you've been covering or working in the retail industry, you probably know that historically retailers have not invested uh, a ton in resources from an IT perspective. Uh, many IT departments at retailers tend to be smaller, uh, and what they're able to churn out from a you know developing new product or or uh, introducing new technologies is is oftentimes a, a challenge. So um, the point that I think you're making is, you know, what how do integrations play into their decision making? And if the integrations are 
less complex, or if they can facilitate the integrations themselves in an easier way, it allows them to deliver new technologies to the business quicker, faster, and more efficiently. Uh, namely, omnichannel, which is a perfect example. Uh, I know that's a a grossly overused term uh, in retail, but there are so many different flavors of omnichannel, and each one of them potentially could carry with it a new technology or new type of integration that is required to do it and do it well. Uh, and if um, if you're using technologies or using integration platforms that it can help facilitate that easier. I mean, you're way ahead of the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, it's a it's a perfect segue into I wanted to follow up with and and ask next. Uh, in terms of that, uh, you used the term omnichannel, unified commerce, as you you know used earlier as well. Uh, thinking about that, um, and obviously KWI is is a, is a partner and and can be of help there. But aside from working with KWI. How can retailers improve their omnichannel operations, and you know what steps can they take as they think about um, servicing the customer across all these different channels in a seamless, quick, efficient manner? So it's a lot, right? It it, it is a lot, and you know I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna tell you something different than maybe what you're expecting, but it's not necessarily technology per se, and I know that's not exactly what you're asking, but yes, there are technologies that can help and, and KWI is one of them. Uh, but I think sometimes retailers and businesses forget the basics. Uh, what do I mean by that? I think retailers have to really spend the time to map out their customer journey. I think oftentimes businesses assume that they know how their customer wants to shop or they assume that they know, we were talking about it earlier, right? Uh, they they think that they know that their customer is happy about a particular thing, but they don't necessarily spend the time to map out the, the customer journey, to interview customers, to ask them the questions, is this working the right way? Is this not working the right way? Asking those hard questions, what are we not doing well? You know, What are the things that you would like to see us do from, from an omni-channel uh, perspective and also experiencing it themselves. So executives at some of these companies, you know, form opinions perhaps about uh, how things should be, but they should go experience themselves. Uh, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal recently where uh, the CEO of Uber, for example, was challenged by another executive who who was telling a story about how he was um, he had to succumb to. Uh, surge pricing in New York City, where he went, you know, three blocks and it cost him $52. And he presented that to the CEO and the CEO had no idea that that was, you know, that it was that severe. So sometimes it's as simple for a retailer as go to a store, shop, be a be a customer, see what happens, buy something online, uh, you know, call the customer service. How do they how do they handle your your order or changes or issues that you may have. And uh, it sounds really, really basic, but I don't think you should do anything until you've really understood what it's like for your for your end consumer. Uh, then you can start to decide what are the things that I'm gonna try to tackle and what are the technologies that are gonna help me get there. The age old store visit, you know, is 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 very, 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 very valuable. Yeah. And you know what they say about making assumptions, right, Josh? You know, don't assume anything, you know, talk to your customer and uh, 
you know, that's yep. uh, that's the right tactic. Let the data really guide you, and then you can make decisions about where you may necessarily invest in technology because it's not cheap. You don't want to go down the wrong path. <laughs> to your point earlier, uh, technology is not cheap, so you want to be smart about your decision making. Uh, I'd love for you to talk about, um, and this could be a KW client. This could be from something you've seen from afar. Uh, is there an example, and maybe from your own, you know, as a consumer, we're all consumers, your own experiences shopping. Talk about a retailer that you believe has successfully kind of leveraged this omni-channel technology and created it to improve its customer experience, to, to improve that shopping model. Yeah, I, the reality is I've, there's a lot of brands or, or retailers that I think are doing a fantastic job, some, you know, better than others. Um, you know, I could think of a few that I've personally interacted with uh, that that are doing it well. Nike, I think, is is one of them, uh, and and I would name a few of them for different reasons. Quite frankly, uh, I think customer service is a also a topic that everyone talks about. But what does that really mean for you know for an end consumer like myself? Let's just say of Nike, I think some of it is how they how they treat you, but how easy is it to resolve an issue that that may occur? And, and what do they do about it? Um, some of it is, so for example, let's just say Nike, you know, I, I may purchase something and I did purchase something recently and, and I had an issue with one of the items. The ease with which I could contact them, whether it was chat, phone, what have you, and resolve my issue, um, it's one thing to be able to contact them, but the quickness uh, with which they made the decision to resolve the issue for me was something that I appreciated very much. And as a you know repeat client, um, I value that tremendously. There are others where it's impossible. Uh, you know, I'll give the example of you know, and maybe this is more along the the lines of the opposite. You know, who are some retailers that? that make mistakes and I'm not going to name them by, by name, but there was another, uh, let's say sneaker company that I, that I purchased something from where, you know, they have a lot of technology, but it doesn't necessarily work. So perfect example is the, the chatbot feature on your, on your website, you have a chatbot and a customer may think that they can get an issue resolved, but all it does is just provide links to other knowledge base that you go have you have to go and read you know a bunch of information to try to get something resolved but you can't actually contact someone that's a frustrating experience uh and i think it's an it's an example of something that we were talking about before if you haven't really mapped out the customer journey and decided you know what made you think that providing links versus actually providing a human being to to help you resolve something who really thought that that was a, a good idea right so yeah. I think there's examples on both sides. Yeah, and I think part of your, and, and you talked about this, is also that correlation between, and we'll go back to customer service, between service and then loyalty. You know, if you have a good experience and, you know, Nike didn't necessarily get one of the, you had an issue, they were able to take care of it. That makes you more likely to go back and shop from Nike again, because you Probably. you felt like you were serviced in the right way they handled your issue and and you you're on with your your life and you get you know so that's a it's a really critical point especially in today's age where consumers are so uh i don't want to say brand disloyal but they're just there's so much competition out there and there's so much at their fingertips where they can they can find a competitor you know with the in a second right easily 
yeah, I think about it. It's, you know, we, we recently launched a, a new uh, loyalty solution for our company because we're, we're betting big on loyalty overall. And your, I think your point is that it's, it's ultra, ultra important for brands to, to think that way. And it's not just a loyalty program, right? It's not just giving someone points or discounts or whatever it may be. It's, it's the experience that you give a customer. That's what drives brand loyalty. I mean, think about the best hotels that you may have been in in your life. If you, you know, stick with a particular chain, whether it's Marriott or Hyatt or whatever it might be, uh, or, or an airline perhaps that, you know, treats you well. And they all <laughs> also have varying degrees of, of doing that well or not. But when you have a really good experience, you remember it and chances are you're going to love to go back there. It's the same thing with a, with a retailer. Yep. It's no longer just competition on price and product. That experience is kind of, it's kind of risen to the top for the consumer um, to your point. Uh, speaking about the consumer, uh, as somebody that's been uh, in the retail space for a long time, uh, you've probably tracked consumer behavior trends and you're, you're acutely aware of what's happening in the market. What are you foreseeing, forecasting as we think about consumer behavior trends for the uh, second half of the year? Yeah, I would, I would continue on the topic that we were just talking about. You know, brand, brand loyalty uh, is, is paramount to everything almost everything i should i should say uh good product is and always will be you know king queen ace whatever you want to call it uh for a retailer because when you have product that consumers want the old you know demand <laughs> uh concept that people will will find you the difference is will you be able to keep them right so as we were just talking about the experience is what's going to keep them how a brand makes you feel how they treat you when you're making a purchase or when you have a return, are they treating you the same way? Uh, when you have an issue, how do they handle that issue? Do they make it, do they make it easy? Is it easy to purchase? Is it easy to return? Is it easy to, you know, resolve an issue that, that you have? The easier you make it for them, the more likely that they are going to remain loyal to you as long as you have good product. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's how do they, how do they recognize you uh, as a loyal, you know, customer uh, is what's going to, you know, drive, you know, drive that loyalty in, in the future. And I know that's a topic that everyone's been talking about, but it, it is certainly surfaced uh, to, to the top again and again. So as you think about that and trying to, and this is from, you know, discovery all the way through to post-purchase support, that experience extends across that entire life cycle. How can retailers kind of adapt their businesses to, to capitalize on some of those trends that you talk about to generate and engender that loyalty from their customers? Are there, is there one or two things that, in your opinion, are, are paramount and that you would call out? Yeah, well, first thing that comes to mind is data you know, from, from a retailer harvesting data you know the more data that you can collect about your customers whether that's surveys whether that's you know sales data whether that's behavioral data uh it's one thing to collect it but being able to analyze that efficiently and to discern you know what really makes your your customer tick 
uh, I think is, is crucial. So uh, having the data at your fingertips as a retailer to make informed decisions about what products to deliver, where to deliver them to, what are the types of things that your that your customers like? I'm sure you've gotten surveys from uh, certain retailers or certain brands that that ask you things that you're saying to yourself. Why are they asking me these things? Because they're trying to get at the heart of what really makes you tick and what do you care about, so that they can kind of marry up those things with their product. Right? Perhaps you like. Uh, Maybe you like uh, luxury experiences where when you're shopping, you you uh, have champagne and, you know, and a, and a personal shopper, or maybe you just like to get a coffee, you know, while you're while you're shopping and you want to listen to good music. It's they're asking those questions so that they can craft uh, an experience that is going to keep you in the store and keep you coming back to them. Yeah, I'd be remiss on that theme of data to, and we've talked so much about the 2023 uh, retail technology report in which uh, KWI partnered with, with Total Retail to produce that uh, valuable resource. So for our audience that hasn't yet checked it out, I, I highly encourage you to do so. You can uh, download that report at mytotalretail.com-resource. Uh, some really great information in there. It gives you a, a snapshot of the industry as a whole uh, in terms of technology spending, usage, a little bit about the buying process. So uh, we really appreciate the partnership with KWI for that report. Make sure to uh, check out uh, kwi.com, learn more about that business, as well as um, all the services that can help with uh, the retail uh, audience that we're addressing. So I want to take the opportunity to thank Josh Goodelman, who again is the Chief Revenue Officer at KWI for joining us on this episode of Total Retail Tech Insights. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, Joe. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Tech Insights is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Tech Insights.